This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. I mean, it's only Tommy Boy. <laughs> let's, let's, let's pump the brakes here. I mean, it's funny, but it's not like, you know... It's not like it's not like a, it's not like a lost relic. It's not like you're gonna find it in a museum no. or anything. <laughs> no. Yeah, but I'm not gonna yeah. go buy a DVD. I don't. I'd have to get. No, you're not. Um. So I might have to rent it from Amazon. That's bullshit. Yeah. It used to be. Mm. That and Black yeah. Sheep. Oh wait, I forgot. Yes. I'm. I might look on HBO. We were just later. watching uh, Beverly Hills Ninja too. Oh. On the weekend. My <laughs> fucking god. <laughs> That movie Yesterday. is so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, my God. Oh, All right. Five. Okay. Four. Four. Three. <laughs> two, two. One. Hello, world. Here's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. All right. We're back. At it! Wow! What a day everyone has had today! A really bad day for, for 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 racists, for xenophobes. They're having like the worst time of their lives because an 85-year-old guy got fucking shit canned for a job he shouldn't have had for song in the fucking first place. My name's David OJ, and I am at MetalDave01 on Twitter.com, and I'm joined as always by Beth. Hello. <laughs> I forgot. What? What's your name? Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Hello. It's not. It's. Uh, did she lose the call? There's I'm dead sure. air. Oh no! She got so um, yeah. nervous. Yeah. Stage fright. Veronica, you're up. <laughs> oh hi! I am at c h i l e underscore pepper on Twitter. And we, oh, I'm going to try to find Beth, but uh, we yeah, are the yeah. Happy Hour, and uh, we're at happyhour on twitter.com, and I had a great tirade lined up, <laughs> ready to go, up until we lost Beth. So, let me get on to that right now. <sighs> I swear she to God, it. if she muted herself. Maybe she's still introducing herself. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking. I just yeah. messaged her on Twitter, and uh, she, she says is that she gone. Can't hear us. All right. Uh, son of a bitch. Anyway, like I said, <laughs> a bad day for racists, xenophobes, and blah 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 blah, etc. Ah, uh, what the hell happened here? <laughs> Ridiculous. Ah. Uh. Comic relief, everybody. Hello. We were on for 20 Yay! minutes. Perfect. <laughs> Episode starts. Beth Something's falls out. going on with my uh, Wi-Fi, so I'm on my phone now instead of my iPad. Um, do I sound okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Beth. Hello. Do I need to do my yes. thing again? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm Beth, and I'm at H I V E R H U I T on Twitter. And we are the happy hour, as mentioned previously. So, the news of the day. Ah, let's get things started correctly, actually, and say this. It is Remembrance Day in Canada. It is Veterans Day in the United States. Uh, both of these holidays are in, well, holidays, uh, days of remembrance, are in conjunction with Armistice Day. The uh, November 11th, uh, I believe it was uh, 1918, when uh, World War One ended and the armistice was signed, ending the Great War. Remembrance Day and Veterans Day together are uh, observed to honor the fallen and those who serve. So from everyone at the happy hour, uh, we want to thank you to all. We want to give a thank you to all those that serve, who have served, or have family or friends that serve or have served. Thank you or so much. Or are serving. Yeah, yeah. I said that. That serve or have served. Oh, sorry. Yes. It's okay. Grammar. I know. It's weird. I don't have it often. <laughs> but um, now, now in, in, does anybody have anything else to say? No, I think you covered it. On Remembrance Day or? Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, no. Um, I'm grateful to be in Canada and 
to once a year, every year we sit back. <laughs> it seems like it's once a year and it should be more often, but we sit back and we remember the privileges that we enjoy and why we enjoy them. And that's due to the valor uh, and the courage of those who have served and Remembrance Day, it should be it should be more than one day, um, but uh, in Canada. But it, I think that the events of this past weekend might work positively in that direction. And uh, as far as Remembrance Day and our veterans and those who have served, um, so that we can enjoy this this lifestyle and existence I'm just very grateful to everybody and grateful to be a Canadian and live in a free country that's that's all absolutely thank you now the events that uh Veronica was mentioning that transpired over the weekend uh deal in particular with hockey night in Canada and a certain broadcast where we all let our pets relieve themselves instead of listening to it and I'm mentioning in particular uh coach's cor- corner with uh Ron what's his name McLean yeah Ron McLean and Don Cherry I will say Don Cherry's quote verbatim at least as far as I could make that sputtering moron sense out of it from what the closed captions was saying to me. And he was talking about poppies. Poppies, of course, are purchased predominantly in Canada. I don't see people in the United States wearing poppies. Or anything for that matter. It's English, too. It is English. Thank you. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's from uh, yeah. the, the, the poem in, uh, from Flanders Fields, yeah. etc. Uh, people that know history, great. If you don't, look it up because I don't know it. So he was saying mm-hmm. that. You people here, you love our way of life. You love our milk and honey. At least you can pay a couple of bucks for poppies or something like that. And then comes the firestorm. Rightly deserved, given when... I'm not going to talk about it. Veronica's going to talk about it. So, um, for the better part of a decade... Uh, my dog is eight, just turned eight. And (laughs) during coach's corner, we turn it off. And that is her cue that we're going to go outside. We're going to go for a walk and she's going to do a number two. I haven't watched coach's corner in the better part of a decade because, um, Don Cherry became kind of just a caricature who was using his platform to um, ideally say something inflammatory because it, it, it made him feel better and probably something that he'd gotten worked about, worked up about all week and had been saving up, saving it up for Saturday night. So I just didn't watch him anymore because um, I wouldn't even be offended by him because I come from a generation where people his age or, or, or sort of like our elders, they, you know, like everybody's got that crazy racist uncle and you just, you know, say, you know, poor old timer or whatever. And that's just the way he is. And he's, you know, he's outdated and we, we accept him anyway. So I still sort of have that, you know, I come from that generation where I just sort of just turn a blind eye to him, blind eye to him and, and put him on mute and take my dog out for number two. Um, and when my kids were little as well, they would say, you know, why are you turning this guy off? And I'd be just like, oh, he's just a silly old man. And he says, you know, he says these things that just, I don't want them exposed to that sort of sentiment or mentality. And, but then I also get it. Like this guy, um, you know, my, my nephew, who's a Gen Z, and he's just like, oh, Dawn, you know, like there's this big tradition behind Dawn that there, you know, I, I do get why, why people like him. And he's, he is kind of an institution just because of how he came into the hockey scene. And we had really never had anybody like him in the 80s. But what he said on Saturday night 
alluding to my previous comment about how he just thinks about things and stews about them and waits for Saturday night. And the reason that I know that, that he does that is because I do that with the podcast sometimes. Like if I've heard something or read something or whatever, it's just like, okay, I'm saving this for Monday, you know, and then I usually forget to say it. But I do make a point of thinking about it in the first place. So I think that this is what he was doing. I think that he went out in Mississauga one day and went walking around and had a look around because when he's talking about you people who come here, he's talking about immigrants. I don't think that what he's doing is targeting the Norwegians and the Irish that come to Canada. What I think that he's doing is he's looking around, he's looking at people who don't look like him. And he sees, he, he's already, maybe he's feeling outnumbered, you know, the so-called invasion. Maybe that's what it is. And then he gets pissed off about that. He's already pissed off about it because he doesn't like them. And then, furthermore, he sees, oh, my God, they're not wearing a poppy. And Veterans Day is coming up. Or, or Remembrance Day is coming up. And so then he says, he said, it, he said it just preceding those comments. He said, I was talking to a veteran, and I said, I'm not going to do this anymore. I live in Mississauga. It's not even worth it. So that, you know, he's he's got that mentality that he's already outnumbered. And so that's what had him already pissed off. And so then he turns around and makes that um, sentiment about his outrage for um, the veterans who made this country, you know, uh, better sort of established yes the groundwork for this country so that everybody could have these enjoy these privileges and so then he you know in his mind he's he's made it about that and we know that because in his in the in his comments today he doesn't intend to apologize because he's turned this around to him being a patriot and basically now just being sold out by the people that he's made money for so and that <laughs> so yes not to interrupt but i have something to Go ahead. to add on to that today don cherry in an interview that he obviously deserved because he hasn't done anything in his life except losing the playoffs to the canadiens he <sighs> said that i know what i said and i meant it Everybody in Canada should wear a poppy to honor our fallen soldiers. Here's the problem. Is on Saturday, he didn't say everybody should wear a poppy. He said, exactly. you people that come here. Vis-a-vis, -vis, he can go fuck himself. I don't give a shit about Don Cherry. The first time I saw that idiot with these dumb fucking suits on the TV, I was like, who the fuck is this moron? Then I listened to him speak, and I'm like... Why is this guy on TV? Oh, one day in the late 70s, early 80s, after he got shit-canned from, you know, coaching a great Boston team into the fucking crater, he, they, they decide that he becomes a talking head for the more flamboyant, uh, you know, uh, culture that hockey kind of doesn't have, that they have to give this guy, uh, 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 what is it there, uh, they make him a mouthpiece for whatever type of brand he's trying to pursue aside from his own. What is he? Was he the, the, the old school trademark guy? Well, hockey isn't old school anymore. And it's been trending away from that for like the past four years. Easily. The game of hockey, as, uh, as Don Cherry grew up and coached, simply isn't the game of hockey today. And this isn't the first time... That he's had some weird or blatantly, obviously bad comment come out at him. But it, nope. it, it, it took whatever was the difference today. Whatever was the difference it this was, weekend. It was the people overloading the servers on the CBC's website. Well, I think actually more the people who manage the complaint section. Um but they had to shut it down because they couldn't accept any more complaints. They were full. Good. I have a, the I people have spoke. to say as an immigrant. And yes. I have one more thing to say, but Veronica, please. No, you go. Mm. I just ate a starburst. It's going to take me like a minute. <laughs> 
So as an immigrant, as somebody who came to Canada as when I was three years old, I don't remember uh, life in Chile before I came to Canada. Um, so we were immigrants. And I'd like to say that something about the people who come to Canada, they're making a gigantic decision to leave everybody behind. You come to Canada, you have no friends, you have no family, you don't have your uncles, you don't have your aunts, cousins, sisters, brothers, all of that stuff. You come here and, and you're usually making a big decision uh, to improve your family's life. And that is, for example, what my family did. And um, my family are all positive contributing members to society who have been very proud since I came here when I was three we were citizens at the first opportunity when I was eight I remember the ceremony the the Canadian citizenship ceremony that we went to on July 1 but the the experience of being a Canadian has always been a an, an, an enormous, um, like an enormous source of pride for me and gratitude to be a Canadian. I will never, our family cherishes its our, our Chilean heritage, but we cherish the opportunity to be Canadians also. And so I don't imagine that the experience for other immigrants is any different. And so to be I don't think John Don Cherry is a bad guy. I think he's a product of another era. But to be singled out and to be reminded, you're not from here, you're not one of us, you don't belong, no matter how, because I think he's so far gone, no matter how innocent he thinks it is, what he's saying, he obviously thinks it's okay because he's been getting away with it for so long. But to be told that and to be pointed out as, you know, other and not ne not necessarily belonging and enjoying the fat of the land. It's just, it's, 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 it's sort of, it's sort of really hurtful. And I just don't, I don't understand. So his supporters, I understand who his supporters are and why they support him. Um, as far as sort of the institution and the icon that he is and, 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 and part of the, part of the history of HNIC in Canada, which is such a huge part of our culture. I understand why they're supporting that. But when you see Don Cherry, who has made e egregiously misogynistic comments on Coach's Corner over the years, particularly with regard to female journalists in hockey, uh, the, 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 the dog whistles, the sort of the, the, just the racist kind of, uh, bigoted opinions and, and the things that he says about French Canadians, about Europeans and everything that he said over the years, the baby seals and the savages and the barbarians and all that stuff. He has said all of those things. And it took this thing that he said on Saturday to get him fired. He was finally fired over these hateful remarks that he made. So maybe that's not okay. Maybe that's not a good way to be. If this man finally got fired, after all of that, after all the leeway that he'd been given and after all of the enablement over the years by both CBC and Sportsnet and Rogers, Maybe it's not an okay way to be. Never mind the fact and that this was also uh, mentioned on Twitter, and I forget who had mentioned it, but um, he's 85 years old. He lived through the civil rights era. He lived, I think, partially through fucking suffrage, almost. Um, it's, 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 it boggles my mind that people... Okay, I'm about to go to an okay boomer here, but it's just, it's an encapsulation of that rampant, like, just blasé attitude that particularly an older generation, an older, whiter generation has towards anybody else that looks different from them, because that was the case however many years ago. It simply isn't the case now. Too bad, so sad. The world's a better place when we're together. And crap like that that he continues to say 
keeps us more divided than calling out that it is divisive. Because this stuff needs consequences. And that's it. Arp and Bazu put it very well. And he, he mentioned, um, uh, he spoke almost in particular to what you were saying before, Veronica. And I'll go verbatim off of some of the tweets at Arp and Bazu, if you people don't know. And he says, quote, Here is why what Cherry said is hurtful. It is hurtful because in pursuit of that goal, you can make incremental gains. And that's in um, living in Canada as an immigrant. A period of time where your otherness has never come up, not been an issue at all, perceived or otherwise. Those incremental gains feel good. They provide a certain measure of comfort. But all it takes is, quote unquote, you people for those incremental gains to be wiped away. Completely overwhelmed and erased by two small words that mean so much that are so malicious. Two words on our national broadcast and you're right back at zero. That's why it's important that Don Cherry's gone. That's why it's important that inclusion means everybody is a part of the country, whether or not you buy a poppy. They pay taxes. They already bought their poppies the whole fucking year over. Done. Children are watching. And children That's are watching. That's why I was watching. pissed off. Because I don't want them looking sideways at their classmate thinking, ooh, Ooh, He's Don, not from here. Don Cherry doesn't like this guy. Right? Exactly. And so whether, I mean, I'm not um, sort of, what's that called? A Pollyanna about this. Not thinking that it, that at that Sportsnet made that, or Rogers made the decision out of some sort of um, values driven thing <laughs> motive because had they it, it, if they had it would have been done on saturday as soon as he was off the yep. air because that one really it just it, it, it you know that i never watch it i saw it on sport uh, on twitter all of the remarks about somebody dm'd me actually and said oh, wow. you're lucky that you don't watch don cherry tonight because tonight was really bad and so i recorded the game and i went back <laughs> And I watched it for myself with my son, who's 19, who, by the way, is like, he's so over woke culture and social media and all that stuff. And he's like, he's very, you know, he tries to keep it middle of the road and as cool as possible. So I turned on this thing and we were watching it and he was like, shit. Whoa. You can't say that. So that, I think... So the next day, Sportsnet did nothing other than issue kind of a, we've talked with Don and everything's okay. And, you know, that's not good. And that, that doesn't represent us, but we've talked with him and everything's all right. And then Ron McLean uh, did a heartfelt apology on Twitter as, as well as on the air. Because anyway, that's this whole other thing that he was just sitting there next to him and just letting him go on. And he's been but doing that for two decades for exactly. or however long he's been there, actually, whatever. I don't recall. But so he yes, did that. And now sort of, now the reporting is from Greg Wyshynski. He has a source that says that they were just trying that to see how it would go and how if it would blow over. And it didn't. So ultimately, the sponsors stepped in and said, no, I, you can't imagine how they could fix this, right? I, like, I, the people were ready for the outrage for when he was on Coach's Corner next Saturday. And I thought, I don't know. They, there's no possible way that they can spin this. And it's not about political correctness. When did being nice and being accepting of your neighbors and wanting to be multicultural... What is, what is politically correct about that? Being good to your neighbors, being good to the, the, the people that you don't know, and they're all just friends that you haven't met yet, and you stand to learn something interesting. Oh, my God, what do you guys eat? And, oh, shit, like, what do you guys do at home? And, oh, you know, what's this? What's your church? Okay, yeah, I'll go there. With, like, you know, whatever. Like, what, why is that so... Uh, you know, left wing or politically correct and PC culture. It's just, why not just be decent and let every, okay, shit. I've got this quote from Bob McKenzie this morning. When Bob he was on the morning show. The Bob father. 
moment. He said at the end of his segment, he's on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on the morning show. At the end of his segment, he was asked about this Don Cherry thing. And he made no bones about the fact that it was inexcusable behavior. But at the end of it, he said, I think that as a society, everybody should just take care of their own little piece of the world. And if they're kind and considerate, then we're all the better for it. And not be so judgmental. And obviously, Don's judgment on Saturday night, I think, was way too harsh and way too flawed. Just be kind and considerate. It's not just... hard. Like, it's not hard at all. It's actually quite easy. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But I think that ultimately, even Labatt's or whoever the sponsor is, saw mm. the writing on the wall. And I think that this is a really good opportunity. I think even though that there's been a lot of um, arguments between, you know, since this whole thing happened on Saturday night, there's been a lot of arguments on social media. But I really do think that it's an opportunity to bring us all closer together. I do, and, and, and I'm actually seeing it already, even though there is a lot of anger and a lot of people who will go to any lengths to defend what he said as free speech or whatever it is. But I do think that it's an opportunity to teach us, you know, to embrace, embrace our diversity. Yeah. Yep. I'm for it. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay, cool. I like that. Cool. Good job, everybody involved. So, with all that being said, I think we've said everything that could be said about it. And uh, we also said those things gracefully and uh, well-mannered. Beth, do you have anything? <laughs> um, I don't, like, I don't, I just don't agree with the whole He's from a different time, so we have to kind of just let it go thing. Yeah. Like, I wasn't um, – my parents – my parents vary greatly in age. They're 17 years apart. They come from two different times, but they they were – they called each other out on their shit, and they taught me if somebody is doing something that hurts somebody else, you – call them out it doesn't matter if like if they're hurting you or if they're hurting somebody else you always call them out it's it's not okay for somebody to just get away with hurting somebody for whatever reason and so just because he is elderly or what have you um or and he's been around for a long time everybody knows who he is it's not it doesn't mean that it's okay for him to go on tv in two different countries potentially more I don't know where else like where other people can get the NHL streaming but um and just and say things like that and it not have consequences um yes we have we live in countries where we have freedom of speech but freedom of speech does not mean that you won't get called out on your bullshit and I think that's everything that I have to say agreed Freedom really of speech, good. not freedom yeah. from consequences, oh, especially if they're white I, and yeah. old yeah. Like or I, rich for that matter. <laughs> I want to be a Canadian immigrant someday um, and I'm brown. Um, and yes, I'm from- You better buy a poppy. <laughs> I have poppies tattooed on my body. I think I'm covered. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. I believe it. I do. I just, I can't. I'll send it to you in DMs. I can't post it on Twitter. Oh. Um, okay. I was about to ask where on your body, but now <laughs> they're on, we'll find they're out on my, in DMs. They're on my, yeah, they're on my Anyways, um, um, you can go to but... our OnlyFans and pay uh, $10 to be involved in our uh, group chat. $10 a month. <laughs> oh, we have to explain OnlyFans to Veronica. No, we don't. Go okay. on, Beth. Oh, I mean later. yeah. Oh. Okay. okay. Um, I, I'm brown. I'm I'm from this. I'm from America. I'm from North America. But I, it's assumed that I'm not a lot of the time. Um, and I like Canada has is in many ways far and away better than America. As much as America thinks that it's great, um, but 
both countries still have work to do. And I really, when I get to become a Canadian immigrant someday, I really want both countries to have made bigger strides to be wholly what they profess to be um, on the surface. Cool. And now yes. I'm done. I'm with you there. I, too, in some ways, I'm an American <laughs> immigrant, yet not. Uh, my grandparents were, though, yeah. and they raised uh, the family here. I was, I think... My mom, my mother was born in Vermont, so I'm a second-generation Canadian immigrant in living in the United States. Now, with that being said, I have a ton of family in Canada, Quebec especially, and uh, one of these days, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to get my dual citizenship because that's how much Canada means to me. Nothing against the U.S. I have a great time in the U.S. People know this, and um, yes, you know I. One could just say I'm a I'm a North American as much as a United States citizen and a you know a lover of Canada. So one of these days I'll get around to that as Beth wants to become an immigrant in Canada and immigrate there <laughs> and such. Now um, let's pause here and take a moment to hear from another podcast in the Big Heads Media Network. If you're like me, then every Saturday in the fall is the best day of the week for you. There's nothing like waking up turning on the TV, and getting ready for a whole day of college football action. Whether you're watching from the stadium or from the couch that day, there's still nothing like the excitement that builds as you wait for your favorite team to take the field. The problem, though, is that for most, this excitement only comes on Saturdays. Here at the Flagship Football Show, we think every day should be College Football Saturday. That's why the Flagship team works all week to bring you the best recaps, previews, interviews, topics, and discussions on all things Ole Miss football. Tune in every Wednesday for our new episode on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And follow us on Twitter at FlagshipFBShow and on Facebook at The Flagship Football Show to keep up with all our coverage. And remember to stay with us every single Wednesday all year as we bring you everything you need to know about the flagship university in Mississippi on The Flagship Football Show. And here's an ad from the Big Heads Media Network. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you could choose any game and call it? Well, MyBookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Just use promo code LATEFEES to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code L-A-T-E-F-E-E-S late fees to take advantage of my bookie's generous sign up offer visit mybookie.ag today you play you win you get paid this is a hockey podcast yes we um that's right we're Let's a podcast that uh that talks about uh <laughs> la canadian de montreal if you haven't noticed Wait. and um the haves had themselves quite a week holy boy did they Not- not at all controversial in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Veronica, as you mentioned, uh, in the past seven games, the Habs are 5-1-1. One, and one. Woo! Yeah! Those are good numbers. I like those numbers, Veronica. Those are great. So do I. And that, those are good numbers. Wow, such great numbers. So, <laughs> this all started uh, back when... Oh, yeah, so past seven games. So it started when, oh, when the Habs beat the Leafs in regulation. Oh, and, and it went on to Arizona. <laughs> it went on to uh, yes! Las Vegas. And then yeah. I think we got our first hiccup in Dallas. Not a great game, yeah. you know, but we've already spoken about mm-hmm. it. You can't win them all. Yeah, whatever. So that's the one mm-hmm. loss. And then came Boston. Yes. <laughs> Last Tuesday night, Le Canadien de Montréal hosted the Bruins Le Boston. And um, <laughs> Boston walked into the Bell Center 11-1-2, maybe? I actually don't remember, but they had hottest one... Hottest team in the, in the NHL. Hottest team, hottest line as well in the NHL. Again, Pasternak, yes, Marchand. Line. And who's on that line? Pasternak, Marchand. the other one. Bergeron? Uh, uh, Bergeron. Okay. So, yeah, those... Yeah, of course. Marshan. Yeah, yeah, I said Marshan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Rat boy, good looking kid in pasta. Right. So. No, no, no. Bergeron is. 
He's a good-looking man. Beautiful. Yes. But also... He's a handsome, handsome man. But also a Nordiques so fan, so... Okay, That's true. So, goodbye. Him. Bye. Oh, but he, I would love if he were the captain of the new Nordiques. Wow, what a great story that would be. <laughs> be when so Carolina hard. moves? When Carolina moves. So... Just, yeah. Just oh, I don't. In that uniform. I don't want freaking Bergeron playing with Aho, who would then at some point be a hab. <laughs> oh, but even shit. then, if Aho was a was a Nordique, I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay, you can have him. That's fine by me. Let's go. So, anyways, Boston walks into uh, the Bell Center with one regulation loss in the entire season. That's a whole month of play, and they walked out of the Bell Center with two. <laughs> was their first loss and first regulation loss in a month yes now oh it was a barn burner tears. uh five to four was the decision i believe yes okay i think it was because because of an incredible ruling on an offsides call that came in the third <laughs> period now let's talk about mete scored twice that game <laughs> Imagine being on the team where Mete scores twice against you. <laughs> and they're like, who is this guy? Who is this small Wait, man? This wow. small Italian man. Wow. Spreading <laughs> meat. Spreading nuts. Fantastic. That's what the Bruins were saying. Spreading nuts. Spreading nuts. <laughs> Please just... Okay, that on Mete, my body okay, the, my I know, I know, it should be a tattoo. <laughs> it should definitely be a tattoo. Oh my god. <laughs> it's just like, you know those like rapper tattoos that just go like above their belly button? I'll just get that and just say, nuts. nuts. No regrets. <laughs> um. Okay, the offside, the guy, he went over the line. Okay, let's talk about this offside's call. Dave has an explanation. Uh, no, I don't. I have facts <laughs> that I can't conclude on. He has a theory. Ooh, I science. don't have a theory. I have facts. <laughs> and there is nothing, nothing to say about it because the ruling hypothesis. is not hypothesis. great. <laughs> this ruling... The rule book for the NHL reads like a D&D reads like a D&D guide. So, what's going on is that <laughs> Okay, go David. Go. Can you just ignore us. Okay. Okay, go. Okay. Go. So offsides is when a player actually controlling the puck who shall cross the line ahead of the puck shall not be considered offside, provided he had possession and control of the puck prior to his skates crossing the blue line. And that is the big issue with this call. Did he have possession and control? Those are two different things in hockey rulebook land. Possession is one thing, control is another one. Funny enough, I didn't know that this was considered possession. Possession in 56.1. The last player to physically touch the puck with his stick or body shall be considered in possession of the puck. To touch it with stick or body. So this thing could whack off your head. Possession. Whoever got hit in the head has possession of the puck until somebody else touches it, apparently. That's how I rule that. Note under this, a player can have possession of the puck without control, but he cannot have control of the puck without possession. So that's a big thing with this whole ruling with the offsides, because what it says is that a player actually controlling the puck who shall cross the line ahead of the puck shall not be considered offside provided he had possession and control. Now, we know what possession is. It's when you get hit with the puck. Bam, good job, you possess a puck. What does control mean? In 57.3, control is defined as such. Control of the puck means the act of propelling the puck with the stick, hand, or feet. So why was this call uh, favored as an offsides? 
because nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. They had because it's because they were wrong. They had the they had the war room and two officials on. Well, 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 well. Here's the thing: what does propel mean in the NHL rule book? You don't know exactly, right? Right. So yes. that's that's the big issue here. Did he have possession? Yes. Did he have control? That's the that's the fucked up thing about this, because yeah, he moved his foot to hit the puck in between his feet. The puck slowed down. He crossed over. Now, that that I think the crux of all this is in whether or not he propelled the puck in order to keep control of it. Because one could say, okay, it banked off his foot, so it touched him. That's possession. But did he propel it? Did he propel it purposefully? One would assume yes. If a player is going into the zone, he put his foot out there for the sole reason to get control of the puck. However, of course, this being a game of inches, or if not inches, millimeters. Yes. That was a quick thing, and they had a they had a linesman looking at that, and he ruled it as good. Until the video replay went in and they ruled it as bad. So I hope that this, uh, this it, it's an interesting thing. I hope it comes up in the governor's, you know, meeting or uh, GM's meeting, sorry, where um, they just have to more thoroughly define what exactly is control. Maybe control should only be with a stick, right? Who knows? But then again, people use their feet all the time to make plays. Yet you can't kick a puck into a net. You can only possess it. <laughs> because, you know, when a puck goes in off a skate, somebody possessed it, and there it goes in. So it's yeah. interesting. And for me, it's just, they almost, like, there was all of this discussion in the days afterwards about it. And, and there was, you know, are they going to change the rule? Because of a regu regular season game in November between Boston and Montreal? Um that's why that call was a big deal to me. And for Claude Julian to call it on a goal that put the Boston Bruins ahead. And if he didn't, if he fucked up that call, all of a sudden they were going to be on the penalty kill because they were going to get a penalty for that call being fucked up. So I would just like to salute the cojones on Claude Julian for making that decision. Obviously, he was told it from on nigh. There was somebody upstairs who had seen it and called it down to him. And the name escapes me, but I heard it today, I think, uh, when McGuire was on. Um, so, so he makes that call, and they turn over the goal. Yeah. Big so deal. Big deal. That, for me, deal. was huge. Because that never happens for the Habs. It does not. <laughs> it just never goes our way. I so was. So it was just, oh, it just his confidence. I was at the beer garden watching this game with another Habs friend of mine. And we both were like, nah, there's no way. There's no way that's not off. That, that is offside. <laughs> How could they rule it like that? And then, you know, we get our drinks and we see that, you know, the, the ref is waving it off. And we were like, oh. And then who? And then who uh, got the last goal? But none other than Ben Sherratt. Ben Sherratt. Right. Ben Sherratt. Yes. Wow. Just what a what a game. What a what an incredible. Just what? A, oh my God. And Weber and Sherratt. Yeah. The much maligned defenseman. Yeah. Yeah. The the, <laughs> the the top pairing against the top line in the league. You know, just so. Everyone, ever, all the detractors against that, please settle down yeah. a bit. Oh, my Lord. Like, holy cow. It's just crazy. So, yeah. That Sherratt was... has settled in very well. Yes, especially. And you can put him apparently anywhere. He plays well with Weber. He plays well with Petrie, you know. And Petrie by himself is just playing well. You know, Petrie, Mete, everyone's doing just great. I know uh, the third pairing got... Um, Switched up a little bit. We took Riley yeah. out, put in uh, Kulak. Kulak! Kulak! What would you do for a Kulak bar? And um, <laughs> get rid of Riley. That's what you would do. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, yeah, so it was just um, 
Just really, wow. Hurricanes beat the Senders 8-2. to two. Jesus Christ. Wow. Well, they got beat pretty badly. Yeah, that's... Um... I think they were out for blood. Yeah, okay. That's going to yeah. be fun. Anyway, so... um All that happened. Uh, Habs win against the Bruins. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Next game in Thursday oh, against Philly. This was not a great game to watch. Except for one person. And that was Carey fucking Price. Price. And he is the sole reason that the Habs made it into overtime. But as the Habs got a call in against the Bruins, they did yes. not get a call in Philly. Holy, it's not a coincidence. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. I went crazy on Twitter. Yeah. And I'm I'm one of those people that go crazy on Twitter every once in a while. All the time. I do just oh, once in a while. I go uh, caps time. lock. Caps lock is cruise control. He's very measured. Yes, caps lock is cruise control for cool. And I I added the NHL, and I said your officials should not be paid ever. <laughs> how how Jesus. how? You, you can't tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> That was it's not. It's all about retribution. That was not an icing, and then Claude tries to get the right players out on the ice because they had come off. The official doesn't let him. He they they give the Habs a bench penalty for delay game, and then the sixth power play for Philly happens, which is shut down by an exquisite penalty kill. Yeah. That went 0 and 6 it's for the been night. Great. Perfect. Yes, it has been. It's on the it's on the, you know, it's improving. But the Habs yes. didn't get one power play. But that's okay because we got the overtime and if that's the one time that Price uh let in a banana, it was then. Unfortunately, and he was mad, mad, mad. Now, yes. he was mad, mad, mad. Now Beth, you brought up an article about Pricer and I think it's a good time to talk about that. Yes. Um, it was published this evening by Eric Ingalls. Eric um, Ingalls. It was a it was a dinner time article. It was weird because I normally just kind of look um, at stuff like once once a day before I once before I when I do research and I was like let me look at take another gander before um, As in we like record a, and I found this okay like a half hour before we record. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I found this article from Mary Ingalls, and at first I got pissed off because there's one <laughs> there's one section at the beginning of the article um, where he says, "Where did it go?" Um, he's talking it's at about the beginning. Car- yes, he's talking to he's talking about Carrie Price and his methods, the method to his madness or lack mm-hmm. thereof. Um, and he said, it can be downright boring talking to Price about these things. I was pissed. I was ready to come. Uh, there's a comma right there after things. And I was, I put it on my phone and I was like, I'm about to just yell at Eric Engels on Twitter. Like he's about to, he's about to die. I was like, that's just rude. But then I kept, but then I kept reading. I was like, you just don't say things like that about Carrie Price. Carrie Price is no. not boring. He is reserved. <laughs> he is put together. He is tailored. He is a tailored man. Yes. Um, and there are very few human beings I would say that about, about which I, I would say that. I don't, I'm sorry, my grammar's fucked up. Yep. Anyway. Nope. Yeah. Um, but he continues and says, but the conversation invariably becomes more interesting when you dissect the process with him. Because the process matters to him, matters most to him in his pursuit of winning more games than he loses. Um, and he, this, I mean, I feel, sometimes I feel like we know everything there is to know about Carey Price, and then I feel like there are things that we we know nothing about Carey Price. And it seems like every season, something else, like Carey lets us know something else about himself um, that we didn't know before, or at least that's true for me. Like, um, I learned in this article that Carey has trouble sleeping after a game, and it doesn't matter whether they won or they lost. He's He is ramped up after a game. Yes. He says it's harder... It takes longer for him to sleep after a loss, but either way, it's hard for him to sleep after a game. Um, he stretches every intermission. He's not chilling, doing whatever. He's constantly stretching and limbering up. Um, 
And Max Domi said that every practice, Carrie does the workouts that are assigned to him by the team. And then afterwards, he does his own, he still does his own workout. He's in the gym every single day working um, and doing his thing to make sure that he is the best he can be. And there's a reason why he's the best goalie in the world. Like, and that's not just me saying that because he's on the hockey team that I love. It's because he actually he's the best. Is. He's the best. Other people in other teams, on other teams, in other countries have said this. Um, yeah. Other goalies say it. Other players say it. In the NHL, when they do their, you know, that questionnaire or whatever it is that they do, that survey that they do. Yes, the players. Not the, yeah, the, the players. The goalie that they don't want to shoot on is Carey Price. Yeah. They know what he is. The yep. goalie that they want in the playoffs is Carey Price. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, the it, it also said that the only thing he does differently between um, practice and game days is that the hours leading up to a game, he takes some time to tape up his sticks. He he doesn't he, he doesn't do that on practice day. Oh, routine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hockey he robot. Everything <laughs> he is the definition of a hockey robot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and I forgot. He also he also likes like some goalies. You see, like I think Braden Holtby is one of them. Like you see them like kind of sequestered um, before games and things like that. But Carey is not like that. He likes to be with other players in the room, like kind of chilling, hanging out, laughing, doing whatever. He's not like I have to focus and do my looking and blinking exercises. I never um, see him out there during that little soccer ball thing. It says he likes to I've stay seen in the say. room. I don't know if he likes to be in the hallway. Right. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. Maybe he's bad at soccer. And I that wonder too about one Shea flaw. Weber. Like we didn't see what he wore to the Halloween party, and nobody even talked about it. And oh, there's such shit. A, right? I want to know. I I want to know. Same. And, you know, there's just stuff that he deliberately, he, on Saturday night, during that Don fucking Cherry game, he scored two power play goals in the first period. (laughs) Power play goals. Like, after everybody's talking about how, is he washed up? What's wrong with him? He's lost a step. Oh, my God, it's over. He's so old. The seniors, seniors home, please. So they've been talking about this for the first uh, four weeks of the regular season. He goes and scores two power play goals on Saturday Saturday night and at intermission. <laughs> he seemed embarrassed. He did that he had done that. He, he, that he had to be talking about it when he you left. Know? <laughs> it's like when he walks out, he's like, here. "Oh, thank God." <laughs> death. He's just like so captain. Like, I, just, I just want to play hockey and go home. Yeah, it's like I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to. But the the whole thing about that, like what illustrates that for me, is that we don't know what he was for Halloween. It's nowhere. He's not in pictures. He's not no. taking credit for anything. He's not. I wonder if Michelle Lacroix would know. Okay, him? let's DM Michelle Lacroix. Michelle Lacroix. <laughs> Pardon me. Monsieur Lacroix, we need to know what Shea Weber was for Halloween. Okay, I'm just going to do it right now. Really? I'm joking. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. He's probably, if he's not asleep, he's probably like, what the fuck? Okay, he answered me from the Golden Open or oh, whatever. Oh, true. That, yeah. True, the, that golf tournament. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Shea Weber has as many goals as uh, P.K. Subban does uh, points, so we can put yep. that argument to rest. <laughs> he also has the, he has, he is currently, well, I don't know about tonight. Subban's also a negative four, while <laughs> Weber's a one, apparently. Yeah, um, yeah P.K. Subban's bad. Ah. New Jersey Devils are 
bad. Ooh, Probably because they have a bunch of personality on their team that nobody Ooh. likes each other. Kind of like the Toronto you know Maple Leafs. Nobody likes each what? other. The Predators are pretty good. Weird. Weird. They get rid of somebody. Oh, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. What get happened? There. So much better. It's just anyway. a real turnaround. Yeah, PK Subban's a fucking cancer. Um, Christ. Only well, cancer is cancer. Oh, and by the way, I, I had a mole on my leg last week, or for, you know, not just last week, but I went and went to a specialist doctor, and it turns out that he's not cancer. So that's what I was really happy about. Oh, good. Yay. We I'm did it. I'm happy that you don't have We did it. Benign. Benign. Alive. It's alive. So, yeah. It's benign. So <laughs> <laughs> put it in a box. Oh, yes. No. Or I'm just not. put it in like a tiny, like a, a tiny frame and then put it out in like, a, like put it on the wall in like a closet, Ooh. like just hang it up in a random spot. Oh, so creepy. <laughs> so the Habs played the Kings on Saturday, which is where these two power play goals came up with Shea Weber. Yes, and um, they, um, that would be Shea Weber's 100th and 101st uh, power play goal, which leads the NHL for defensemen. Uh, career stats since um, he was drafted in 2006, I think, or so. And yeah. uh, that is a wide margin, though, because I think the next person up is Zdeno Chara with, like, 76. 79. And, He's got and Weber has <laughs> 21 of those power play goals with the Habs. And Chara's, like, 25 years older than Weber. Yeah. <laughs> yes. How about them apples? Uh-huh. Anyway. Um, talking about and so Shea Weber ha is fourth in um, goals with among NHL defensemen as of yesterday afternoon, and he is now ninth. The ninth, he's the he's in nineteenth place for the most goals by Habs defenseman, tied with Larry Robinson. Ooh. Larry. Larry Bird. I thought you guys would like that. We should get Larry. Larry is 19th all time. All time. And wow. he's number 19. Wow. OMG. That's pretty cool. We should. Oh, Patrick we Waugh should. got ejected from a QMJHL game. <laughs> Are we surprised? As a coach. As a coach. Are we surprised? Actually, he, actually he was playing. Yeah, yeah, like a, like oh, 10 shit. minutes ago. I think we were talking about like, <laughs> news. Playing. Like Oh, 10 years ago. No, no, what? no. No, he's coaching in the queue right now, and he just got ejected from a game. Mm. <laughs> All right, John Tortorella. What a yeah, freaking legend. Down. Put Wah in the coach's corner. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Didn't Wah and Tortorella, coach's corner. Let's go. Didn't he <laughs> break, like, glass? Oh, in I don't his know. first game as a coach for the I... Avalanche? Oh, I don't know. I don't yes. know. Yes. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know either. I do. Our Veronica, you know a lot. lot. They, they'll probably it's experience. Yell at correct. It's age. Ugh, but you're not that much older it's than It's not I research. Am. Oh, you are adorable and my oh. favorite person. Wow. It's okay, it's funny because, side note, the other day, my mom and I were talking about you all good things, always. <laughs> and my wow. mom was like, how old is Veronica? And I was like, mom, I don't fucking know. Like, Veronica looks like she could be my older sister, so I don't ask. Like, it's... <laughs> I'm like, her kids are this old, but she looks like she's this old, so I just... I'm like, she's 30, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> David knows how old I am. Yes, I do. One of these days, it will be... Public known. knowledge. Yeah, I mean, I it doesn't it doesn't it's just matter. A number. It yeah. doesn't matter exactly. Like as long as you're happy and healthy and excited and able to do what you want to do, yeah, who cares? I'm like Shea Weber. I'm yeah. I'm still able to get around on my own. Wow. And all that stuff. Oh, oh my god, no, my no walker and... with a tennis ball or anything. Like. <laughs> I can still yeah, I can still manage. <laughs> <laughs> Did your helper come, like, get you out of bed every day? Like, all right, we're going to swing to the side. <laughs> oh, Lord. Poor Shay Weber. He's such a good captain. He probably has a hot nurse. Oh. 
What? <laughs> Dave, are you there? Yeah, I'm listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the Habs are up against Columbus tomorrow. Yes, uh, Columbus. They are. They are. Columbus. Well, they're not as good as the Habs, apparently, record-wise. I have no idea who's on Columbus. I have no idea about no. anybody on that team except for Cam Fowl. Nope. No, wrong team. Nope. Is it? Where is Cam <laughs> Fowler? Fowler nowadays? He is he still there. a duck? Did he? Cam Fowler we him. is still a duck. Okay, so he's still a duck. Still a duck. Who the hell is that kid I really <laughs> like on the Blue Jackets? I think it's um Panarin. Uh, 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 no, no, fuck Panarin. I don't care about Panarin. <gasps> I like love Panera. him. Uh, Panera, bread. The other day, I told Panera. Sarah. <laughs> I was telling Sarah about how there's no. Sarah's my roommate and my best friend, who happens to be a Leafs fan. For people who don't know, uh, but how there's no Panera in Canada. Because of the time no. that we had to explain that to you, Veronica. That's why you need I to come to a... the state, heavy metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Punk mm -hmm. rock. Whatever. To come to the states and we can go get a really good salad. Yes. It's Zach Wierenski. That's the uh, <laughs> the guy that I really like. Wierenski. Yeah. Yes. Zach Wierenski. Like and okay. he's a... Didn't we want him? Yeah, yes. that's what we just said. I did. No, I said we liked him, but I didn't... Okay. No, we wanted him. We wanted him. Okay. Yeah, during free agency. But then they signed him. They extended him, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They fucked up. They poor player. Yeah. We'll get him eventually. He'll be. Out. They'll all be ours. Oh, yes. so. <laughs> oh, Cam Atkinson's still on the team. Pierre Luc Dubois still on the team. Right. What right. do you mean? Ooh, still? He's and he's feisty. He was, he was from Vegas. He, uh, they got him from Vegas, I think. Pierre-Luc Dubois? No. Oh, no, no, no. Pierre, no. Uh, Belmar is something of. I'm sorry. Belmar oh, okay. plays for uh, Colorado now. Yeah, they got Dubois at the draft. Yeah. Bastards. But yeah, I think um, that's about the uh, the episode either way. Um, no, wait, do we have time for my rocket things or no? I mean, can you do them in a minute? Yes. Do it. Okay. 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 Uh, the Laval rocket ended the Cleveland Monsters five-game win streak. Six-game point streak by beating them two to one and then four to zero this week. Caden Primo, Primo um, was the goalie on the two-one night, and then Charlie Lindgren was the goalie on the four-zero night, and Freckle was the third star on um, the four-zero night. He got one goal. Cool. Yes. The end. That's awesome. Yay! Yay! Thanks, Beth. Yeah. Good job everybody this was fun yeah we did very well as per usual as per usual we're the best but yeah so uh thank Habs you to tomorrow. our veterans yeah thank you to the vets thank you <coughs> for our privileges uh, see this week we got blue jackets we got the capitals we got the devils great the devils. Can't the devils. do it in the elaine from seinfeld yeah Devils! You should go to a Devils game because they play that fucking clip all the time. Oh, do they? Yeah, that place is a <laughs> troll farm. I need a chaperone. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I would never go to a Devils game. Yeah, don't, because Newark fucking no. sucks. I'm sorry if any of our mm, listeners mm, are mm, live in mm. Newark. Nope. It's yep. so bad. We'll start our a GoFundMe for them Newark. to move out. Oh, wonderful. It's so yep. bad. It's so bad. David. Like just, but how am I gonna achieve my dream of? I gotta. A game you gotta. You gotta pay thirty bucks to park anywhere. It looks like. Why you're, are we driving? It looks like you're park because there's no fucking rail there either. So it's no fucking no. Okay, now I have to double check. Uh, <sighs> Prudential Center. Why don't we just pay for an Uber then? Train. I like, or we can. Because it'd probably be like thirty bucks because it's fucking Newark. Because the airport's I'm nearby. I'm about you guys in New Jersey. Yeah, I don't like New Jersey. Sorry to sorry to all our New Jersey Spent listeners. Spent like an hour in New Jersey <laughs> to change points. I was in Newark. Yeah, at Newark Airport. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Okay, so you take Penn Station Steve. out to... Ooh. Ooh, is it? 
Bye.